Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that you are such a good God. You are the good Father. You love us so much. You want the best for our life, and you have the best plan that we can enter to, Lord. We thank you so much for teaching your people. Lord, we know that a lot of people are destroyed due to the lack of knowledge. They do not know the Word of God. They don't read the Bible. They never listen to the teaching. That's why they live in ignorance and they make many mistakes. And they do not have faith to enter into what you prepare for them, Lord. Therefore, Lord, today we want to do our homework. We want to be diligent and pay attention to your word so that we can receive the revelation and the light from heaven. And we will not only hear the word, but we will understand and believe in what you say. And we walk into the realm of the supernatural, into the realm of heaven, Father. We thank you so much, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. I have shared with you the teaching regarding the five mandates for the end-time church for many weeks already. God touched me in January and told me to tell the end-time church that His desire for the end-time church is five things. His desire, composed of five things. Number one is that he wants his people to love the church, to join the church, to grow up, to be a part of a local church. Christians' life will never grow up if you stay home on Sunday and you don't get involved learning, training, and serving other people. It's like a family. If you have a baby and you leave the baby on the street, And no parents, no brother and sister, no roof over, no food to eat, that baby will die one day soon. In the same way, we don't want orphans, spiritual orphans. We want people to join in to the local church. It doesn't have to be this church. Any good church that preach the Bible and also welcome the Holy Spirit and walk in love and sincerity together. But if you are out there without a local church, you will never become a strong Christian. And you will never grow up spiritually to be used of God. We have only one life to live, and we don't want to waste time in this life. We want to be mature as soon as possible. We want to be fruitful and live our life for the kingdom of God. And number two that God spoke to me, He said that He is coming back to the bride that wear the white linen. In other words, He wants His church in the end time to be holy and righteous in his eyes. He doesn't want us to play game with sin, play with demons, and have corruption in the church, have bad and wrong motive inside to run the church. I want to be a pastor with a pure motive. I don't want to run this church with some hidden agenda, maybe financial agenda, maybe position or my own um, reputation. I don't want all those bad motives in me. I want to be pure and holy just like Jesus Christ. And I want all of you to be the same way. We want to live a holy life. 
actually the characteristic of God that is mentioned in the Bible the most is holy, 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 the Lord Almighty. So God is holy, and He said we need to be holy like Him. Number three, I mentioned already in the past sermon that He wants His people to grow up and stop being a baby, stop crying and practicing babiness or do a lot of things like just a baby. We should grow up in our character, in our attitude, in our way of life, how we deal with people, how we relate to our wife, our, our spouse, how we talk to our kids, how we talk to our boss, how we relate to people. We need to be mature people. Therefore, that should be our goal, to be holy and mature. God say in the Bible, He wants His church to be without wrinkle, without blemish, without spots. And He wants us to be mature, to attain to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. And we need to stop being stagnant in our spiritual growth. We need to keep growing and growing and growing to become like Christ. Number four, we learn that God wants us to be fruitful, victorious, effective, and prosperous. Our good Father in heaven doesn't want His people to be sick, to be poor, to be a failure, to be defeated. He wants us to be victorious people, to be strong and mighty and fruitful, to be blessed so that we can bless the nations. Amen. That is the will of God. I have thought about that for maybe two or three sermons already, about being fruitful and being victorious and prosperous in life. Today, I hope to wrap up this part, the part number four. And maybe next time I talk about the fifth mandate. The fifth mandate is that he wants his people to do well in, to welcome, to live in the tangible glory or the presence of God. He doesn't want us to just run our own life. He wants us to be in his presence and his glory. I'm going to quote many scriptures in that part of the teaching. Today, I would like to talk more about how to get in to the prosperous and fruitful life. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, I review a little bit here. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. The God that we worship, the God that we serve is the super abundant God. He is the God who, when He answers our prayer, when He gives us something, He gives us exceedingly, abundantly, above. He is the cup running over God. He is the God who breaks the nets of the disciples, the too much fish in the nets, to the point that the nets were broken. He is the God who they get so much fish in the boat to the point that the boat almost sank into the water. He is the leftover God, more than enough God. Even the banana drop on the ground because we have so much banana that we cannot eat them all. They all drop on the ground. You have so many kinds of fish, so many kinds of fruit, so many kinds of flower. He is a very generous and above and beyond, abounding, exceeding kind of God. More than, more than enough God. Amen? When he 
asked Jesus to feed 5,000 men and the rest of women and children. After they finished feeding them, the big crowd, they still have 12 baskets full left over. That kind of God, the first 12 baskets full left over God. But the key is, in verse 20, we must ask. If you don't ask, you don't get it. You need to approach God. You need to cry now to God and ask God. And you need to spend time with God. Think about God. And believe that my God is a generous God. Ask and it will be given to you. Knock and the door will be open. You need to ask. And God will give to you. Not just what you ask. More than what you ask. He is that kind of God. Amen. So we need to learn how to pray. Please go back and listen the sermon series. We produced two of them, two sets of them called Touching Heaven and Changing Earth. I produced two series already. Many, many sermons in there. And that series of teaching will tell us how to pray, how to approach God in detail. We have so many teaching in our library here for free of charge that you can bring your thumb drive to download and listen to each sermon in detail and be a good student, write it down, learn how to pray, learn how to walk in authority. We have another sermon series called Reigning Through Life in Christ Jesus, how to reign in life. And if you practice those things, you're going to be victorious people. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 10, verse 24. I'm going to read many scriptures today. What the wicked dreads will overtake him. One of the characteristics of people who don't know God is that they live in fear. And they always talk bad, talk negative things. They always think bad before bad things happen. Fear and worry too much. The more they worry, the more they talk about bad things. Those bad things are going to happen to them. We as believers, we are people of faith. We believe God takes care of us. We're going to speak victory, speak success, speak that we are above, not beneath. We speak positive. We speak the promises of God. And what happened? What the righteous desire will be granted. Brother and sister, we need to know what God wants to give to us and put our desire in the same teaching in the Bible. And when we put our desire according to the Bible, what happened? He gives us the desire of our heart. He will grant our desire. Amen? So, in our life, we should be specific when we pray. What we desire. What we want to see in our life. And then God will give us the desire of our heart. But we need to be righteous people. How can we become righteous people? How did Abraham become righteous? By faith. Because of Abraham's faith, he was counted as the righteous. So in the same way, if you want to be righteous, you have to put your faith in Jesus. You put your faith in the Bible. You walk by faith. You believe in Him. You obey Him. You take Him seriously. And when you do that, by position, you are the righteous people. You may not be perfect. You may still have some habit problem or have some weaknesses in your life. That's okay. You're still growing to become like Christ. 
you're not perfect yet, but by position you are righteous because you believe in Jesus and you have faith in what He said. And when you do that, you walk by faith. He counts you as righteous, and when you desire something, He will give you the desire of your heart. Amen. I remember when I was a young doctor finishing the neurosurgery at. Uh, Thailand. In Thailand, I finished the training to become a neurosurgeon. At that time, the Vietnam War stopped, and most young people moved back to America, and many of them got into the medical school and become MD in that generation. So, influx of young people come into the medical school in the USA in around 1980 to. 1985 in that generation. Before that, during the Vietnam War, American medical system opened to the foreign doctors because all the young people went to Vietnam to fight a battle. They did not have enough doctor. I remember one time I heard that the whole class of the medical student from north part of Thailand called Chiang Mai bought the ticket in the whole plane. They booked the whole plane. All medical student who graduate. And came to the U.S. to become resident in medicine, surgery, everything. They just came as a whole plane because American medical system at that time wanted all the foreigner to come in because the hospital were empty, no doctors. So they depended on the foreign doctors to come to be trained and practice in that generation around 1975 to 1983. Uh, But when I graduated. The situation turned around. They did not want any foreign graduate. But I was a new believer. I was only two or three years old, Christian. I present my request to God. I say, God, I want to be trained in America to have the American Board of Neurosurgery. I sent many, many applications to the U.S. and all of them were turned down and was torn and put in the garbage can because they did not want any foreign doctor at that time. I used to pray to God, my desire, I want to graduate in America to have American Board of Neurosurgery. So when I came to the U.S. with Pasada in around 1984, I knelt down in that home and said, God, if I don't get it, that's okay with me. But I give my life to serve you. I want your will to be done first. I say, God, to be trained in America is not my idol. I love you more than anything else. Right after that, I got a position at University of Washington and got it supernaturally because they did not even have a position for me. God can grant the desire of my heart. I pray, but I am Walking in righteousness, I seek God first. I believe in God, and God opened the supernatural door for me to come and be trained at the University of Washington. You see, God can do anything, even though in the natural it looked impossible, but God still can open the door. The same thing with you. God can open the door for you. Anything. Amen? I heard the testimony from Los Angeles to sisters who came to church every Sunday, served God in the PowerPoint team every Sunday, but the mom was not very wealthy, so they really need the grant to go to school. And what happened? One of the sisters got the 
grant to go to school for free. Don't have to pay even one penny to go to the college. Another sister worked only three days a week so that she can go to school, and the salary she get from three days a week equal to six days a week. God grant the desire of their heart. Amen. Psalm chapter one hundred forty-five verses eighteen to twenty. The Lord is near to all who call upon Him. You need to call upon Him. You need to pray and trust Him and reach out to Him. You need to look up to Him and say, "God, I need to depend on You." To all who call upon Him in truth. Where is the truth? Here, the Bible. We call upon God in truth. He will fulfill the desire of those. Who fear Him, He also will hear their cry and save them. Wow! I like this promise. If you call upon the Lord, you have faith in Him, you trust Him. No matter what happened, even though the situations look so impossible, but you trust Him, you call upon Him, you study the Bible, you learn the truth of God, walk in the truth of God. And you fear him. What does it mean to fear God? It means to hate sin and to love righteousness. That is the meaning of the word of fear of God. You hate sin. You don't want to get involved with wrongdoings, corruption, cheating, lying to people, adultery, all kinds of bad stuff. You don't want to deal with it. You don't want to be in association with the sinful life. You fear him. He will hear your cry. And he will save you from debt, from lack of job, from sickness and disease, from accident, from marrying the wrong person, and you get into trouble later on. Something like that. You you just trust God, look up to God, and walk in the fear of God. And God gonna fulfill the desire of your heart. In Psalm chapter thirty-seven, verse four, delight yourself. Also in the Lord, and He shall give you the desires of your heart. The secret of living a victorious life is to make God happy. Is to fear Him, to have faith. How we can please God? Faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. You walk by faith. You get to know Him. You love Him. You're happy. To be around him, I remember when I first got saved. The first Sunday, I got saved on, I think Saturday night. After I watched the movie called Jesus Christ, I woke up the next morning Sunday, and I say to my wife, "Da, let's go to church." I went to church with excitement, with joy. I want to hear. I remember I went to church with a Bible, and I have a piece of paper in my Bible, and I pulled a piece of paper out. And when the preacher was preaching, he was preaching in English at that time because I went to international church. I wrote everything down. I want to know what God teach me. I desire. I enjoy the teaching. I enjoy to be in the church, and I keep that paper in my cabinet. Next Sunday, I went back again. I pull out a piece of paper, write down everything I learned from the sermon. I'm so excited about the Word of God. Then after that, I say, "Not enough. I enjoy the Word of God so much. I enjoy going to church so much." I enjoy everything about God, so I went to a church that has very good teaching in that generation. 
And I went to their library, the tape library. At that time, we don't have any MP3, CD, or DVD, anything. There's all tape in that generation. I walk in and I say, "Can I see the list of the? You have tape here. How many of them?" I look at all of them, and I say, "I want them all." And the lady say, "20 bucks a piece." I say, "Fine." I buy all of them. If you want to see, they are still in my garage today. Those tape. Nowadays, the car doesn't have tape play anymore. I went to see Pastor Sam. Do you have any tape player that you don't use anymore? He gave me one machine. So I still keep that machine because one day I hope I can go back to listen to those tape again. Nowadays, it's hard to buy any tape player. I have hundreds of tape in my garage because I enjoy the things of God. I enjoy the presence of the Holy Spirit. I enjoy going to the mission trip to see people saved. I enjoy people get touched by God. I enjoy people get healed, get saved. I enjoy the Word. I enjoy myself. I delight myself in the things of God, whether going to church, hearing the Word, serving God, being involved with the ministry. Training people, witness to people, open home to feed people. Last night we went to bed almost 1 a.m. because we fed a family, and then the couple talked to us about their marriage. So we gave counseling until almost 12:30 a.m. But we enjoy it. We enjoy talking and helping them. The Bible said, "Those who delight yourself in the Lord, what happened? He shall give you the desires." Of your heart, Amen. Amen. So that is the key. If you come to church with a long face and complain, why church again? Why tell me to listen to the word again? Why I have to serve God? God, too much. Why I have to go to care group? God, I'm tired of this. I don't like worship. Too long. Worship too long. No, we enjoy worshiping. We enjoy lifting our hand and tell God, "I loved you." I enjoy going to care group; it's fun. I enjoy reading the Bible, listening to the good teaching. I enjoy growing, learning new things. Lately, God teach me a lot of new things. I am producing the sermon series, two of them. One is called "How to Obtain the Supernatural Breakthroughs in Life." I learned so much in the Bible in the Old Testament. I'm gonna preach maybe sometime next year. And I learned also about how to reach into the open door of heaven, how to get into heaven and grab something from heaven. I enjoy so much to study the Bible. Every day I study the Bible, and I learn so many new things. And enjoy, I delight myself in the Lord. And what happened? Everything I ask God, He answers my prayer. He gave me because I make a decision that God is my delight. Anything about God is my delight. I'm happy to be there. I'm happy to serve Him. Amen. I pray that you have that attitude in your heart. Don't think that God is your burden. You don't think that going to church is a burden. No, it's fun. I'm happy to be there in the church. Amen. Happy to be in the mission. Happy to be sitting in the plane for 17 hours to fly to Asia. Next year in January, I need to fly to Auckland, New Zealand. When I look at the schedule, by my flesh, I don't want to be there. Too long to fly to Auckland, New Zealand, 24 hours. But I enjoy because it's about God. I delight.
to be in the will of God, to serve God. Amen. Psalm chapter 23, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. What do sheep do to the shepherd? What do they do? Huh? The shepherd and the sheep follow the shepherd. The sheep follow the shepherd. So if you want God to bless you, you need to follow Jesus. You need to follow what he's saying. You check in with him all the time. What you're going to do? What job you're going to go to? Who you're going to marry to? You check in with the shepherd. You look to him. Ask him all the time. Lead me. I know that you're going to provide for me. You're going to give me the best. Follow Jesus every single day. Ask him. Many Christians in the world never even ask God every day what they need to do in their life. That's why God never helped them. Because they leave God alone. They run their own life. Jesus is not their shepherd. They are their own shepherd. They just run their own life. And when something bad happens, they blame God. God, why this happened to me? Two days ago, God taught me. He said that, I enthrone, I inhabit the praises of my people. I don't inhabit the complaints of my people. I don't inhabit the anxiety of my people. I don't inhabit the negative attitude and the word of complaint of my people. If you look at shepherd and you say, thank you, Lord. I love you. I praise you. I believe in you. I trust you. His presence will show up and he will guide you and lead you to the right pasture, to the still water, and you shall not be in want. He will lead you to the right customer, to the right job, the right house, the right boss. He will guide you every single day. He will may say to you, don't get involved with this person. You're going to be in trouble. You back off and you look back. Wow, I'm glad that I don't get involved. I told you this story that many years ago, I got a phone call from emergency room at Overlake Hospital. And in that phone call, I was on call. And the lady started to lose the leg function down, start to become polarized. And as a surgeon, I can open her back and take something out, a clot over inside, whatever inside to relieve the pressure. It, it may be successful or may not be successful. It depends on the nerve function. If the spinal cord is damaged more than 24 hours, even though you perform surgery, it will never come back. So when I first get a phone call, I thought I can handle this and I will get paid. The insurance will pay me. I get some income. But suddenly the Holy Spirit told me, don't get involved. Don't get involved at all. I said, why? This is sure income and I can perform surgery. It's not my fault that she is polarized. I told the emergency room doctor. He told me, don't get involved. I told the emergency room doctor, I think better to send her to University of Washington. I don't think I can handle this. I just say like that. So they sent her to University of Washington. Two years later, I got a phone call from a lawyer. She sued. She put the lawsuit against everyone in the whole Overlake system. Emergency room doctor, 
everybody got sued and they lost the battle. They have to pay. Can you imagine if my name is in that record, I get sued too, and I will lose my reputation because I get involved in the wrong place. Brothers and sisters, follow the shepherd. The teaching in the camp this year, led by the Holy Spirit. You need to learn this lesson. You led by the Holy Spirit. On Friday night, one of our brothers could not find the car key. He ran around the whole building. He's sitting here right now. He ran around the whole church sanctuary looking for his car key. Then, I think he's somebody. His daughter, yeah, his daughter came to me. Can you help look for the car key for my dad? The wife is driving to the church to pick them up right now because they, they could not drive the car. When I heard that, with my sympathy and compassion, I said, "Okay, I will help to look for the car key." I turn around, and I heard the Holy Spirit telling me, "It is in his jacket." <laughs> I heard the Holy Spirit saying to me, "It is in his jacket." I turn around and saw his jacket sitting on the chair. And I turned to him. Did you look in the jacket yet? He said, "I haven't done that." He pulled the key out from the jacket. Led by the Holy Spirit, to save time, energy, money, protect you from lawsuit, from problems. Because the shepherd of our soul said, "It is an advantage to you that I go away and send my Spirit, the Helper." The parakitos, the same kind of the helper to be inside you, and he can help you. You need to look up to him. You need to let him lead you and guide you and direct you in everything in your life, and you will not make mistake. You will not lose money unnecessarily. You will not get involved in the wrong thing because he is your shepherd, and he shall help you to be successful. Amen. Psalm chapter eighty-four, verse eleven. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. He is both the power. The the sun is the light to lead you, and the shield of protection. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will He withhold from those who walked uprightly. Another promise of God: If you walk uprightly, you are righteous. You fear God. You follow God. You have faith in God, and do whatever He say. Don't play game with God. He's gonna send you the shield of protection. He's gonna send you the sun, the light to shine in front of you. He's gonna protect you. The light will get rid of all the demonic power to come against you. Sometimes Christians emphasize so much about demons. I'm not against casting out demons. I cast out demons too, but I want to emphasize more on God. Because if God shows up, demon have to run. I don't want to emphasize evil spirit. I want to emphasize the presence of God. Bring the presence of God into your home. Walk uprightly. All the parents in this room. Let me start from husband. All the husband in this room. You are the head of the household. It's so important for you to walk uprightly. Repent very quickly, because you will. Welcome the sun and the shield. You welcome the grace of God into your life, the glory of God into your life. Then your wife, your children shall be protected. Amen. 
Amen. You will see the grace of God work in your life because He will show up. Husband, walk uprightly. Dad and mom, if you want the blessing of God upon your children, you need to walk uprightly. Don't open the door for the devil to come in because you start to corrupt or sin or do something bad. You close the door on the devil, but open the door. Heaven's door still open to today. Do you know that? Heaven's door is still open today. How you get into the open door of heaven and shut the door from the devil? You need to walk uprightly and you need to walk by faith. As the husband, I want my wife and my kids to be blessed. So I will not play game with sin at all. I want God to bless me, bring the son and the child into my life, protection, no sickness, no cancer, no accident, just. Good protection, the shield of protection. I want the grace of God. I want God to be on my side. I need to God, take God's side. Amen. In the Bible, Psalm chapter one o three verses one to five, the last scripture for today. One o three verses one to five. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forgot not all His benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities? Who heals all your diseases? Who redeems your life from destruction? Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies? Who satisfies your mouth with good things? For me, with Pasada Jayo. Vietnamese, egg roll, so good. Hallelujah! I love Jaya, that pasada cook. So that your youth is renewed like the eagles. You can see here. God promised for the believers. God wants to satisfy your mouth. Amen. He wants to bless you to eat good things. He want to bless your life. He want to make you young all the time, renew your youth. He doesn't want you to be sick and very weak. I read the scripture of Deuteronomy, talking about Moses. Moses passed away at 120 years old. Moses lived in the glory of God. Moses repented and feared God. He made one mistake. It could not get into the promised land, but throughout his, from 80 years to 120 years, Moses was walking by faith, and Moses walked uprightly before God. He obeyed God. The Bible say that at 120 years old, his eyesight still very sharp. His strength is still strong, like a young man. But God took him away because God promised mankind that man can live on this earth after the flood, after Noah came out from the boat. God said, mankind can live on earth only 120 years. That's why the Jewish people bless each other in the happy birthday. My lawyer who produced the will for me, he is Jewish. He asked me, "How long you plan to live, so that he can write the will for me in the correct way?" I say 120 years. 
And he looked at me. You know the Bible. You know the Old Testament. And he mentioned to me how Jewish people say happy birthday to each other. Say 120 years old. That's how they bless each other. You live 120 years old. So I learned something from my Jewish lawyer. 120 years. Moses lived to the maximum of his life, 120 years, but his eyesight still perfect. He still walked with good strength like a young man. Why? Because this man learned the secret that I'm going to talk about. The fifth mandate: live in the glory of God. Amen. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. What does it mean? You live a life of faith in God, and everything you do. You praise God, you worship God, and make God looks good all the time. You know the word worship means to lift Him up and to make Him look good. When I treat my patients, when they relate to my employee at work, I always think, how can I do to make my God look good? That people will say, your God, good. Put the thumb up for Jesus. A good Christian doctor, a good father, live uprightly. That everyone look at me and say, "Your God is so good." I bless my God with my life, with my mouth, with my action, with my attitude, with how I spend my money, how I spend my time. I want to bless my God. When He look at me, I'm blessed by you. Good. I love you. I just, this is a, my favorite son. You bless me, so what God gonna do? I bless you back. I bless you back by healing all of your diseases. I bless you back by saving or redeeming you from all destruction. I'm gonna bless you back by taking you to very good Korean restaurant to eat kimchi and the seafood pancake. I'm gonna bless you. That you marry the wife who know how to cook chayo. I bless you. Your mouth will be satisfied, and you will look younger than age. You will always renew. You are not sick and weak. Because I want to live a life to bless my God. This is the attitude, the way we live on earth here, dictate our future. Amen. So today we learn a few things. God definitely want to bless us. He definitely want to give us success, victory, enjoyment, and prosperity. But we need to position ourselves. One part of the sermon I'm writing about how to get into the spiritual breakthrough. Maybe I share with you today. I share with you today. I share again when I preach that message. God show me. He said this. Everybody is willing to be rich, to be healthy, to be blessed, to have spiritual breakthrough. Everybody is willing, but not everybody is ready. You remember, ten virgins, only five were ready to meet Jesus. You remember, thirty men say that we were willing to go fight the Midianites with Gideon, but only three hundred ready. You remember, millions of people were willing to go into the Promised Land, but only Joshua, Caleb, and the people under 20 years old 
were ready to go into the promised land. So what God tried to show me is this: people sit here. If I ask you, how many people want to be a rich person? Raise your hand up. Oh, only a few. A lot of people are not willing to be rich. How many people want to be healthy and live a long life? Raise your hand up. Oh, okay. Many people will be willing. The Bible says many are called, but a few are chosen. What does it mean? It means that a lot of people are willing to receive the blessing, but only a few are ready to receive the breakthrough or the blessing. Now. We're going to learn in that sermon later on how we're going to get ready. But today we have a glimpse a little bit how we're going to get ready. Number one, live a life that bless God, make God happy. Two, have faith in God. Delight yourself in the things of God. Anything related to Jehovah and Jesus, we delight. We're happy. We don't drag our feet there. We go with excitement. We happy to be in the church. We happy to praise God and worship God. Amen? Amen. Live a life like that. Ask God. Look up to God. Let the shepherd lead you. Look up to Him. Depend on Him. Trust Him. Follow Him every single day. Live a life of intimacy with God. Don't leave Him outside your life. He is a part of your life all the time. Ask Him everything you do. What to do next? What to do next? Let him lead you as a shepherd, and if you can do like that, you will be ready for the breakthroughs, for the blessing, for the victory to enter into the good things that God has prepared for you. Amen. In the next message, we will learn the fifth mandate. We should be hungry. We should be welcoming and learning how to live in the presence of God. The word, the glory, in the Hebrew language is kabod. Kabod means thick, heavy things. It means heavy. When you put stuff on the back of a elephant or on the camel, in that generation, you put heavy thing on the animal. They call kabod, very thick, very heavy. So the Bible talk about the glory kabod, which means the thick, heavy presence of God. We need to learn in this generation how to dwell in the thick presence of God all the time. And we're gonna learn that in that presence, you will find victory, and you will find. Newness of relationship with God, Amen. I don't live with a picture of Pasada. Pasada is around me. When she walk by me, her shadow fall on me because I have thick presence of Pasada. We need to have the thick presence of God in our life, and we're going to look all the scripture in the Old Testament to see that is a type of. Believer who live in the presence of God, Amen. That's what the end time church should be in. The church should be so full of the presence of God, Amen. Before 
I closed the sermon. Let me read this scripture quickly. In Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 3. Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 3. If the clouds are full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. God gives us the natural principle, which is applied to the spiritual principle. Think about your spiritual life as a cloud. The cloud is full of vapor. When the amount of vapor build up, accumulates, eventually, the water in the cloud will drop automatically to the ground. Is that right? The same thing with Christian life. Why we produce so many teaching? Why you need to read the Bible on a regular basis? Why do you need to listen to the teaching again and again and again? Why do you come to church every Sunday? Why do you get prayer for lay hand again and again and again? It's the same thing. You are accumulating the water of the Word, the water of the Spirit. You are accumulating the things of God inside you until the cloud of your life, so heavy, so full, that it just flows out. Healing happens. Miracles happen. Breakthrough happens. Because you keep accumulating the things of God into your life. Wise believers are diligent in accumulating the things of God. Keep reading the Bible. Worshipping God, praying every day, repenting every day, get lay hand on a regular basis, filled with the Holy Spirit, keep filling up, filling up. And I have my own experience in my own life in the past 35 years now. As I accumulate things in my life of the things of the Spirit, I see more breakthrough, I see more miracles, I see more victory in my life. It just happened pop, pop, pop like this. I don't need to force it because it happened automatically. The rain dropped out of the cloud automatically. Everywhere I go, people get saved. People get delivered. People get healed supernaturally because of the water that accumulates on the inside of me. Do your own homework. Amen? How many people promise God we're going to read the Bible every day? How many people say, I will do the best not to miss church unless I go out of town? How many people say, from now on, I, in my car, I'm not going to have a daydream. I'm going to listen to the sermon. How many people promise God that from now on, I will repent every day. I will pray every day. I will talk to God all the time. Keep accumulating the intimacy with God. Hallelujah. Now, this afternoon, we're going to have um, uh, training for people who get involved in a care group, care group leaders and people who want to serve God in the care group. So if you get involved in the care group, go there. That's another accumulation. You get there, you listen. You learn new things, you add more until your cloud becomes more full and it can flow out. Definitely you need the right kind of water, not the wrong water. Amen? You have to be careful not accumulate the wrong one. You need to accumulate the right one because otherwise you get into trouble. 
Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for teaching your people how to get ready to be blessed, to be victorious, to live in success, prosperity, in victory, in divine health, long life, satisfaction, happiness. Oh Lord, we want to. Position ourselves to receive your blessing, your victory, Lord. Lord, remind us, Lord, by the Holy Spirit every day. When our doubts start to rise up, when we begin to have a wrong attitude, when we start to get involved with certain sin, oh Lord, help us. To walk uprightly, to walk by faith, help us to repent right away when we get into the wrong direction, so that Lord, we will be ready to receive what you have in store for us, Lord. We thank you, Father, in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me ask this question: How many people say I have faith that Jesus Christ is the Son of the Living God and my Savior? Raise your hand up. You say Jesus is my God and my Savior. Raise your hand up. How many people say I have faith that God loves me and God wants the best for my life? How many people believe that God can perform miracles? Hallelujah. Let's confess together. Jesus, Jesus, you are my God, you are my God, my Savior, my Savior, my Shepherd, my Shepherd. I believe, I believe, you can heal me, you can heal me, you can bless me, you can bless me, you can help me, you can help me, you can lead me, you can lead me, you can perform miracles, you can perform miracles, set me free, set me free, Lord, Lord. My shepherd, my shepherd, I shall follow you. I shall follow you. I will obey you. I will obey you. I have faith in you. I have faith in you. Every day. Every day. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. May your will be done. May your will be done. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. In my life. In my life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. From today on. From today on. I shall experience. I shall Supernatural, supernatural provision, provision. Healing, healing, breakthroughs, breakthroughs, victories, victories, every day, every day, and you shall get the praises, and you shall get the praises, the glory, the glory, and the honor. And the honor. I promise you, Lord. I promise you, Lord. I will live a life. I will live a life to bless you, to bless you, to make you happy. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, bless all of your people in this room. Help them to know you more. Bless them indeed. Teach them every day. 
how to walk with you, Lord. Open the door for them, Lord, that man cannot shut. Provide for them. Heal them. Bless their family. Bless their marriage. Bless their children, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Have any specific prayer request? I and Pastor Dad will pray for you. Tell us what you need. Tell God. Hallelujah. That's okay, huh? We're gonna pray for the request.
Surrender all, and I. 
to thee my blessed Savior I surrender I surrender all to you I surrender all all to thee my That I can't control. I want more of you, God. Yes, I want more of you, God. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Set a fire down in my soul. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Send a fire down in my soul that I can't contain and I can't control. I want more of you, God. Oh, set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain and I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. There's no place I'd rather be. No place I'd rather be. It's no place I would rather be than here in your arms, here in your arms. No place I would rather be. It's no place I'd rather be. It's no place I'd rather be than here in your arms, here in your arms. No place I would rather be 
no place I'd rather be Yeah, in your arms, yeah, in your arms Yeah, in your arms No place I'd rather be Than here in your arms alone Be here in your arms
sitting at your feet sitting at your feet that is where my life is complete sitting at your feet sitting at your feet sitting at your feet that is where my life is complete sitting at your feet sitting at your feet sitting at your feet that is where my life is complete sitting at your feet sitting at your feet sitting at your feet that is where my life is complete sitting at your feet sitting at your feet sitting at your feet that is where my life is complete sitting at your feet I'm sitting at your feet sitting at your feet that is where my life is complete sitting at your feet sitting at your feet that is where my life is complete sitting at your feet sitting at your feet sitting at your feet that is where my life is complete sitting at your feet 
trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. 